coming up, the apocalypse, an end of days, and why we don't need to cower in fear. We just need to do the right thing. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. This week, I'm speaking with Rabbi Ken Spiro, a senior lecturer and researcher for Asia Torah's Discovery Seminars. He's also the author of World Perfect, The Jewish Impact on Civilization, and Crash Course in Jewish History. And I'm on location at the home of Rabbi Spiro's family, and we are discussing prophecy and the end of days. Welcome, Rabbi Ken Spiro, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. Do me a favor. Can you define for me apocalypse? So the word apocalypse is based on a Greek word. When it, if you ask a Westerner today what apocalypse means, they'll tell you the end of days. Okay. But the real meaning of apocalypse is, is revelation. Mm. And the term is much more associated with Christian thought, specifically the book of Revelations in the, in the New Testament, mm -hmm. than it is in Jewish thought. It's not mm -hmm. a word that's actually used in Jewish thinking. End of days, yes, but apocalypse, not really. Ah, okay, good. Because I was going to ask, what's the basic Jewish prophetic tradition about the apocalypse? Sometimes I've, I've heard you say in your lectures the, the idea of, uh, and evil will befall you in the end of days, you know, trials and tribulations. No, there is such a concept in Judaism, okay. mostly in Ezekiel and Zechariah, or mm -hmm. Zechariah's people like to say. Okay. Um, so the concept of an end of day scenario definitely exists in Judaism. The mm -hmm. Christian concept, no doubt, is, is comes originally from the Jewish concept. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of a deterministic view of history, that history is a controlled process leading to a destination, mm -hmm. and there's a final showdown of good and evil, which by the way, Islam has a similar idea also, all comes originally from the Jewish thinking as expressed by the words of the prophets, especially Ezekiel and Zechariah. Okay, good. Um, I'm wondering how does uh, Satan, the, the Satan factor in the end of days scenario, something we hear a lot about? Right. So again, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a word in Hebrew called Satan. Mm -hmm. And then Christianity has, Christianity has this idea of Satan. The Christian right. idea of Satan is really kind of antithetical to Jewish thinking. Mm -hmm. The notion of a fallen angel who fights with God and sometimes God wins and sometimes Satan wins. And evil is a, is a byproduct of victories of Satan and good is a by That doesn't fly with Judaism at all. Judaism believes there's only one absolute power. God. All good and things that are perceived to be bad or evil are ultimately coming from God. Okay. So there's no such thing as something outside of God's control or God, something happening. It's not God's will. Okay. Um, the concept of the Satan in Judaism, whatever it means, it's hard to, he's a, f a figure who sort of acts as a prosecuting attorney. Okay. In, 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 in Jewish thinking that he, whatever this means, because again, God knows everything. He doesn't need an attorney to show him anything, but he's the guy who kind of stands up and points out where we're going wrong and doing something wrong. Mm, mm. So it's used more figuratively than literally. And mm -hmm. it's certainly in the end of day scenario, there's no concept in Judaism of like an evil fallen angel having a final showdown with God uh -huh. and, and in him and either God winning or evil winning. And that's not a Jewish concept. That's very much a Christian concept. Right. Okay. So this is, we're talking doomsday prophecies. Is this uh, all also, this, this whole kind of scenario. Why is it called doomsday? Because what, the doom of... Yeah, and again, it's it's the image of like an end of days, final, scary, you know, dark period where evil and good come together in one cataclysmic battle. Uh, Judaism has such ideas. Like I said, you see them especially in Zechariah and Ezekiel mm -hmm. um, of the world coming against the Jewish people. Right. But it's not like Satan lining up. It's on a Jewish level, it's a much deeper understanding of that we have a certain responsibility in human history 
when we don't actualize that responsibility for various reasons, then, you know, the Rav Chaim of Volazhin, a great uh, Jewish scholar from the early 19th century, said it the best, when Jews don't make Kiddush, Gentiles make Havdalah. He didn't mean literally the Kiddush you make on wine on Friday night. He said, when Jews don't do what we're supposed to do as a nation, individually and collectively, which is Kiddush Hashem, which is to act in a way that inspires our fellow Jews and the rest of the world mm -hmm. um, to live and act in a moral way and reconnect the world to God, then the world's going to go in the opposite direction. The opposite direction is going to be evil, and evil comes into the world that comes after us. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we can have a situation arising, a la the prophecies in the Bible, of the nations of the world sort of lining up against us. Right. Now, that sounds awfully, awfully scary. And the thing is that uh, when I hear in your lectures is that it's, you don't, one doesn't have to feel so empowered because it really depends on us. You say that a lot. It depends on us. So we don't have to feel like we're going to watch this stage production, this showdown, right? Because how does it depend on us? Because I, I want to ask also on an individual level and then as a national level. Well, first of all, the, the scenario is actually happening now. Mm. Just look at the UN in 2016 with 26 condemnations passed, 20 against Israel and six against the rest of the world. So even though Zechariah describes, you know, a vast army come against Israel, it doesn't mean literally a bunch of people in chariots. It means the world lining up against us. But again, we Jews, the correct way to look at the world is that the external problems that we face are always a byproduct or a symptom of deeper internal problems within us. It's mm -hmm. sort of like a doctor. You have an internal disease mm -hmm. and you have like some pussy sores on your arms and your skin, but the real disease is inside your body somewhere. So the doctor can give you cream. Cream is like sort of the IDF defending the Jewish people from the outside against okay. physical threats, but the real cause inside the body, which you need medication for, is something much, much deeper. And the mm -hmm. basic thinking, which is repeated in Jewish thought over and over again, is if we just do what we're supposed to do as Jews, have a good relationship with each other mm -hmm. and with God, mm -hmm. and do what we're supposed to do to inspire the world, mm -hmm. then the non-Jewish world will not only stop attacking us, they will line up behind us and support us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, because I think that uh, for some people, we go through our days and individually we're just doing our best to be good people. But there's also this idea of getting together Together, banding together. So if you could flesh that part out, because I think we all kind of get going through our day and trying to do the will of God or try, just trying to do our best, but on a national level. Well, first of all, a lot of people, you know, look at their, what they're doing and they go, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm a good person. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's neutral and there's proactive. Most human beings are neutral. They're not hurting other people, but they're not proactively doing anything to make the world a better place, which doesn't require, by the way, doing something huge. As okay. a Jew, anything you do that reflects on you as a good person is what's called the Kiddush Hashem, okay. sanctifying God's name. So by doing lots of little things like that, you can create a big impact. And the idea is that the Jewish people collectively need to stop focusing on what divides them from each other, mm -hmm. but what rather unites them. And all of us in little ways make a big difference, like that mm -hmm. Chinese proverb, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Yes, yes. Or there's a great English saying, trifles make perfection, but perfection is no trifle. Uh, right, right. Okay. Um, so when we, again, speak about prophecy, end of days, I'm just wondering what it, what is the way we can convey the idea of end of days without frightening the living daylights out of our children? Yeah, so again, if it's coming from that more classical Christian perspective of devil, mm -hmm, there's no way mm -hmm. of doing it in a way that's not scary. Mm -hmm. But if we understand, if you if you give, again, below a certain age, a child's not going to comprehend, but if you tell a teenager, for instance, that we have responsibility in the world, which we cannot escape, being Jewish might not be comfortable, but it's always meaningful. Okay. And rather than look at, oh my God, what's going on in the world, look at the anti-Semitism, the threats against 
against Israel recognize that there's a God who runs the world and it's within our power individually and collectively to live and act in a certain way that will change that. And while we do have to defend ourselves and defend Israel and fight anti-Semitism, bottom line, that's only a stopgap measure. And until we put effort into living and acting collectively the way the Jewish people are supposed to do, mm-hmm. that's very inspiring. It's very yes. empowering. You just very tell your empowering. kids, you know, you want the, you want the, the boogeyman to go away outside, so be nice to your brother. <laughs> that's good. I think that's relatable. Okay, good. Uh, Rabbi Ken Spiro, thanks so much for enlightening us about the end of day scenario. It's just such a fascinating topic, which you can read more about and as well as listen to on age.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you.